0: Hey guys, this is Chris of Premier Mind and Body. If you're looking to build a brand that matters, check out my boy Brandon Burkmeyer at Brands on Brands on Brands.
1: In a world where advertising is ignored, business is exposed, and the only constant is change. How do you build a brand that matters? Welcome to Brands on Brands on Brands. A home for those who think different and push their boundaries. This is where branding that matters lives. Now, here's your host, Brandon Berkmeyer. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in this week. I'm excited to bring you Chris DeVecchio. Chris is a friend of mine here from Manhattan Beach, California. He's a fitness trainer and lifestyle specialist and founded a company called Premier Mind and Body, which brings a wealth of self-development, transformational training, and some innovative approaches to health and fitness. And that's why I wanted to talk to him today and share his story with you. He's done some pretty interesting things. He actually made headlines early on uh, on Good Morning America and the New York Post for helping a client of his win a $1.2 million weight loss bet. This guy was a professional poker player and had to shed 70 pounds after a high stakes poker buddy had bet him that he could not get down below 10% of his body fat in six months. And it's not a lot of time to get there. And DiVecchio brought him in at 8.8% for the win. So I think part of the story here is that he has these transformational methods and he's shared them now with the world. He's put them into a couple books. Uh, one's called the 5 by 2 method revealing the power of your senses uh, you should check that out uh, and he's got some different philosophies on how you should be thinking about your body and your health one of which is this 1 versus 23 method which he'll talk about which suggests that 1 hour a day that you spend working out is isn't as important as the other 23 hours of the day that can impact your quality of health and happiness so talk a little bit about that but really excited to bring to you chris and how he built his business and some of his inspirational message, So Check it out! And I appreciate you listening. Brandon Brand. Today, I'm happy and excited to bring you a good friend of mine, Chris DeVecchio. Chris, uh, maybe you can expound on that intro and tell us a little bit more about yourself.
0: Hey, Brandon! Thanks for having me on, man. It's great to uh, great to reconnect. I think we reconnected. What about? Six months ago, after yeah. a four or five year hiatus from our heyday. Interesting to see where we both kind of landed. So it's uh, nice to reconnect on this level, professional level. So yeah, over the last seven years, I've, uh, I've been growing and expanding on my personal training and lifestyle coaching business. My experience dates back to 20 years, I'd say, uh, of health and wellness, coming from a Division I college hockey background. Putting on muscle and size to play at the collegiate level is what kind of inspired me to to slide over into the bodybuilding world. And so, after my junior year of college, I left uh, hockey and got into bodybuilding. I was fascinated with the idea and concept that you could manipulate your body so quickly through nutrition, through exercise and training and supplementation. And it was just, it was a really fascinating concept to me. Seems pretty layman's right out of the gate. You know, you lift weights, you get bigger. But it was it was more than that to me. So I fell in love with that. And from there, I started to work uh, into building a, uh, a training business on the side. I, I actually transitioned after college uh, into the working world, nine to five. Um, was doing some modeling and acting on the side in Boston, where I'm from originally. And I decided in 2002, I was going to move out to L.A., and pursue a career in acting. And so for 12 years from 2002 on, I, uh, I then took my expertise in fitness and had to apply it to a career choice of, of TV and film, where now getting in shape was not about competing, but it was so much, it was required for certain roles that I was getting ready for. But again, another type of manipulation, I had to now take muscle and size off of my body and stay lean and get my body down to a, you know, what would be considered kind of like a normal guy size for TV and film. And so just different modulations of, of you know body manipulation, but all the while still training and, and doing some things on the side, like most actors do waiting tables and, and running my personal training business. Uh, seven years ago, I'd say that the acting was slowing down and I saw an opportunity with a different niche of how I really felt health and wellness where I saw it moving into, which was more of a mind-body connection, and not so much the hyper focus on just getting in the gym and what I call kind of grip it and rip it, just weight training. I built, literally built a structure in my backyard of this 250 square foot apartment I was living in in Manhattan Beach, out of you know four by fours and plumbing pipe and electrical conduit, and it's like full full structure that. You could come in and do pull-ups and dips and I had a heavy bag strung from the center and I bought on a $1,500 loan, bought all the dumbbells and benches and mats and bands and everything I felt like I needed to open doors and open business based on the concept that I knew it wasn't going to be about some fancy gym that was going to help get people results. It was going to be more about the lifestyle coaching that I was going to integrate into into the training. So my programs were 90-day programs. Of lifestyle transformations with weight training, nutrition, supplementation, and also lifestyle coaching, which focuses on time management, stress management, reaction response, thought process, uh, incorporating my technique called the five by two method, which we can talk about later on, teaching people how to tap into their five senses, a way of creating positive feedback loops throughout the day. Um, So weaving all of that in, I was able to quickly expand and grow this business out of my backyard within a year, then transitioned into a larger facility, which was able to give me scale because I could then increase my rates, increase my, my value prop opposition for, for clients that were coming in. And, um, and at that time there was, you know, there's only so many hours in the day for, for personal trainers and that's kind of the challenge in our business, right? There becomes a ceiling eventually. And so, I had some interest from in clients' referrals that lived out of state to work with people remotely. And so there again, saw an opportunity where I was bootstrapping Dropbox videos and stringing up remote training workouts together. And this was before the apps were all available that were providing those types of platforms. And so it became a very successful channel for my business uh, at one point. And then I met my fiance and she introduced me to technology because <laughs> I'm from the old school. And she says, you know, you know, there's apps that that provide this at a much more efficient rate for you. So you don't have to do all of this navigating every single time you work with a client remotely. And so we moved the entire platform over into, uh, into an app called Trainerize. And it's effectively scaled up my business remote to where now I train half of my, 50% of my clients or I train remotely all around the world, throughout the US, Asia, Europe. And then 50, the other 50% of my clientele, I train locally here in Southern California. And we've continued to diversify the company and the business and the offerings with different types of programs. I wrote a book, got some other things we're working on as well to kind of build out an ecosystem all under the guise of you know my own methodologies and principles that I eat, sleep and breathe myself, but also coach and teach to all my clients. And some are scaled down so that people who can't afford a trainer can also get a little taste of of what it's like to to buy into some of the principles and concepts that I that I coach and teach on.
1: So, Chris, you know, what's what's interesting to me is you know at some point in your life, it, fitness switched from being a tool that you use to help you in your career and 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 to excel at sports and things like that, or to stay healthy. And it became a bit of a calling, a bit of something that you wanted to educate other people on to the point where you built this, you know, jungle gym <laughs> in your backyard, which seems like a, a, an interesting shift. Like, are your friends calling you crazy at this point? Like, what is happening in your head that you're like, this is the thing?
0: It's funny, man. You know, I took my fiance by the, the old location where I lived and she, I mean, her jaw dropped. She's, said, I can't believe this is where you used to train. This is where... People paid you to come and work out here. I mean, when I look back at it now, hindsight, I kind of think, wow, that's interesting. But for me, to your point, I believe so much in my philosophies and my principles. It's my own approach that I've applied to my own life. Again, knowing that achieving this overall optimal health and wellness that people talk so much about, and I think they kind of talk about it loosely, I've discovered that it wasn't about the one hour a day that we're applying our time in the gym that's having the most benefit it's the other 23 hours in our day of what we're paying attention to with our nutrition our stress management time management sleep rest and recovery controlling our thought process and thought patterns positive feedback loops versus negative feedback loops so it's the one verse 23 concept that I talk about that I knew was going to have, it's had such an impact on my life personally going through all of my ups and downs that I've experienced throughout my, my, my life journey that I wanted to take that and, and and transition that to helping other people because I had something proof of concept that's worked so effectively for my own life that I knew I could help other people with this. And I, I saw a lot of people, and I still to this day continue to see a lot of people struggling with this. Not that my business is solely focused on on this spectrum of, of, of individuals, but 80% of my clientele I, I work with right now are, are C-level executives who have spent the majority of their lives building their success and wealth at the expense of their health and wellness. And so I find whether whether it's someone C-level executive or a 9-to-5 or a stay-at-home mom, most people struggle with time management and understanding how to weave you know, health and wellness into their life. And it's not about always doing more. Sometimes it's about doing less. Like you said, these principles had such an impact on my own personal journey and my own personal benefits. And I've always been passionate about helping people. I saw this as a pathway to be able to accomplish both. I'm, I'm serving other people and leaving a mark behind in this world while at the same time making a difference in my life by building a business.
1: it seems like what I think a lot of people would appreciate, especially if there's entrepreneurs that find you along the way, is, is it, not everyone would go and at the beginning of your career, build a gym in their backyard. You know, like I, I can't go buy a gym, so I'm just going to build something. That, that's a bit of an entrepreneurial spirit, a bit of a can't stop me spirit to go out and do something like that. And it seems like you've taken steps like that in your career too. And you know, it's, Now let's get into building apps and building our own training system and building our own way of eating and living. There's definitely this, I'm just going to build it if I can't buy it. You know, like you can't get, you, there's that spirit of entrepreneurialism that maybe, like, where does that come from for you?
0: You know, I think that's honestly has come from a, from a, a life full of failures, you know, and I don't say failures like I'm a complete failure, but I've had a lot of failures in my life and for whatever reason, to be quite frank, I, I don't know. I don't know what has, where, where I developed this ability to just keep going regardless of what comes at me. You know, Gary Vaynerchuk, I'm sure you're familiar with him. He talks a lot about like, he's the type of guy, he likes to get punched in the mouth he spit the blood out and say, let's go bring, give me another one. You know, I connect with that because that's kind of how I am. And Everything that I've ever tried to pursue, you know, I've never really felt like I've excelled or I've I've hit the pinnacle, whether it was hockey, bodybuilding, my acting career. And at this point now in my career, I feel like I'm getting as close as I've ever gotten to in terms of feeling that level of contentment and success. But everything that I've been through, all those little failures, especially in my acting career, 12 years of hearing no 95% of the time over a yes. But every day, just keep coming back, man. Just keep coming back for the audition, go into class, keep sharpening that tool. You know, it's for me like that, that part of the journey is, is I love it. I, I enjoy it. I crave it. So I, I think initially when I set out to build that structure in my backyard, I was still acting at the time. And so I wasn't hundred percent sure. And I wanted to kind of test the model before I decided to go all in. That's why I gave myself literally one year to hit a certain revenue mark. And if I knew I could hit that revenue mark within the year, then I was going to let go of acting and walk away from everything else. And so literally two days before the date, I hit that goal. I called my agent and manager and told them I'm out. I'm done. No more acting. I went to the bar the next day that I was working at and went in and told my manager, I'm done. I went home for Christmas a week later, came back and I went full-time on my business. And yeah, I mean, it's just one of those things, man, that, you know, I don't, I don't really shy away from, from walls or roadblocks. I just, I don't see any, I don't see the roadblocks even initially when I have an idea when I have a thought, I'm like, let's go, let's make this happen. If I can think it, then it's possible. Let's do this. Let's find a way.
1: Now, when you obviously take some support to get started in that place, it's, awesome that you gave yourself a year and then you, you know, they say they burn the boats <laughs> once you, you know, give yourself a way back. Who's that first paying customer that, you know, started giving you that confidence? You're like, that gave, you know, you have to build some trust at first. And usually it's the people that are close to you. Who's that first person that was like, yeah, this system is working that you you tested your theories on, if you will.
0: It's funny. I don't actually know. I can't remember the very first client that I signed up there's two people that come to mind that were in the very beginning of my business, Sarah Maddell, which is a, she was a friend of mine who actually had moved up to San Francisco or up, not sorry, up NorCal, not San Fran, but she moved up to NorCal. And so she was my first remote client that I worked with, worked very successfully with her. The one uh, in-person client that I can recall uh, was a good friend of mine as well, you know, Lee Martel. And so to your point that you're making, there was a lot of initial support. I think people had, you know, I, I spent many years in, in the South Bay building a network. So when you look back and think, man, everything happens for a reason, you know, the years that I spent here networking and, and working in bars and restaurants and meeting people allowed me to build trust with individuals that when I was making this transition, people would kind of always known me as a fitness guy. So it wasn't it wasn't difficult for them to, to give it a shot. And so, you know, at the time my pricing was, was substantially low because I was, I was new to the industry and I was, you know, I was offering a new service and I didn't have an Equinox setup type of gym <laughs> by any stretch. We had what the jungle gym, you called it? The Jungle gym. I love it, man. It is. <laughs> it, was, it was the glorified jungle gym. Um, so I think it was kind of one of those things that people felt like, what do they have to lose? You know, other than a few pounds. You know, like this looks like it could work. And you're training outdoors a block off the ocean in Southern California. You know, it doesn't get better than that. So there was some appeal to that. And and it was also that was part of my pitch, you know. I think it was really all about how I presented the business. But I did get a lot of support initially from friends. And then before you know it, I had people walking around the South Bay as walking billboards, as human billboards for me. You know, I've spent Prior to you know two years ago, I had spent $0 on advertising and marketing. Zero. I didn't have to, fortunately. And part of that was because I did that by design. One, because I knew that I, I don't, I'm not a technology guy. So trying to dig in and understand Instagram and Facebook and Google ads and, and deal with all that while trying to also grow and run a business while giving undivided attention to all of my clients it was impossible. So I knew that if I just dug my heels in and stayed focused on on the core competencies of what I do really well, which is strong relationships, strong communication, great results, that's just going to permeate through the network. And by word of mouth, by proxy, the referrals would come in. And that's really how I intended to grow the business. Now, I'm able to capitalize on both because... You know we've been able to bring in teams of people and to work and handle you know marketing and advertising and take different approaches and angles while I'm still continuing to stay focused on the core competencies. So we get the best of both worlds.
1: You've done what a lot of people couldn't do is you know you've taken in this thing that you're really good at, and you've taken it from being something you do solo into growing it into you know a methodology that you can put into words. And it affects people, but it's also a system. And now you've, you've kind of stepped up this business every year to you know, a new different challenge for yourself. What's the project now that you are most excited about?
0: There's two things that I'm really excited about. Continuing to scale up the remote business is really exciting for me because I see there's a lot of opportunity in that space. Most people I'm finding nowadays are so stretched out, they don't even have the time to come in and book a session in person. So what's interesting is that even though I have you know, 50% of my clientele are remote clients, a good portion of those remote clients are clients who live locally that just simply don't have the time. And so teaching and educating my clients through the 90-day program remote is an amazing way to help kind of give them an education on their own on what to do, when to do it, why to do it at their own pace, at their own convenience. And so instead of me just building this dependency with clients that I'm working with, where they feel like they need to keep coming back and training with me in person, I'm building independence and confidence for people to go out and be able to do this on their own and showing them where they can make additions, where they can make subtractions, where they can make substitutions to eventually learn how to integrate this into their lifestyle, as opposed to most programs or most workouts that you have with a trainer become some sort of massive interruption. And eventually there's a fall off and it becomes to most people what they would consider a failure that creates a negative feedback loop. And then that just starts to spiral downhill. So my approach is completely different. And so that's what I get most excited about is when I get with people who feel like it's impossible. I have no way of of being able to approach health and wellness, I can't get, I can't work fit in workouts. It's impossible for me to eat because I have client meetings all day long, all night long. And those are my most exciting cases because now I get to open their eyes to a whole new world that they had no clue about. And so that's a real win for me and for them as well. So I'm really excited about continuing to kind of scale up and grow that part of the business. And then we have another project that um, that I developed out of a problem that I was seeing pretty consistently. The, uh, the product's called emergency seven. It's a seven day kit that teaches you how to drop weight by your target date. So it's a seven day program that includes a 22-page booklet that breaks down the science of how the program works, why it works, and then gives you a seven-day step-by-step protocol of nutrition, training, and then supplementation, which is we include the supplements in the kit. The only three supplements you need that are all natural, safe, and effective to help teach you how to manipulate your body in the seven most critical days before a vacation, a wedding, a music festival, a Vegas pool party, a reunion, a photo shoot, if you're an actor or a model. So it's really a a really interesting product because this is a problem that people are are, are facing, whether you've been working out for years and you're trying to fine tune it those last seven days before your event, or whether you're somebody who's lazy and it's just looking to do a quick last minute fix, right? I'm priding myself with this emergency seven kit to educate people and reframe what the magic pill is. The magic pill is knowledge. I'm teaching people how to do this safely and effectively, as opposed to you thinking they can actually take a pill for seven days and do something that is far more dangerous and harmful for their body or starving themselves or sitting in a sauna for hours, trying to just extract all this excess water out. So I'm I'm excited about this product because we're just in the beginning stages of testing. And we launched, but we're early stages of testing. We've got a lot of uh, high-level uh, digital marketing companies that are super excited about this, different affiliates that we're working on with, with uh, partnerships and programs that are super excited about this. So there's a lot of potential for this product in, in multiple channels.
1: That's really exciting. I, I remember specifically... You know, when I was working at agencies, once a year during the summer, we'd have the office pool party, which it's not just like you're going to Vegas with strangers. You're going to see your coworkers that you're spending your time with. And then you have to get into a bathing suit, which my company was mostly 20 year old. So me as the like older guy getting into a bathing suit, I was like, OK, this is the time of year where I would need the E7 to, or I have to wear spanks or something. You know, like I need something to get me through this pool party uh, where I'm hanging out with the 20 year olds that just don't have that 10 year curve where your body starts betraying you. <laughs> you know, so where can people find the the E7 or and the just your general uh, virtual training? Where, where's the where's the easiest place to find those?
0: Um, so you can go to the website at PMBLife.com is the website for training. We, we you can find the, the emergency seven kit link. On that website but we also have a separate website emergency7.com is the website directly to get to the product
1: and that's the seven number or the word seven yeah, The number
0: seven so emergency and then the number seven dot-com
1: yeah great and pmb life that's for premier mind and body PMBlife.com. correct awesome uh, switching gears a little bit uh, as this is a show a lot you know that talks a lot about marketing and branding I do want to dig into some of the business pieces of you know what you've been building here. And one of the questions I'd like to ask that I ask a lot of people is do you believe that branding or selling is more important long term for your business and why?
0: I think branding is super important. I think brand personality and brand identity is what creates sustainability for for a company. Underneath brand personality and brand identity is are the pillars of like trust and loyalty and and those are super important so i think by building a brand being able to build a brand that has a strong personality that people can identify with you start to build those relationships where people will will come back to you they trust you they they trust the referrals that come through them with what we're doing with our brand is we're building out an ecosystem That essentially, we've already established a very trusting relationship with our audience so that the products that we start to reintroduce to the the market is is being looked at with with trustworthy eyes and trustworthy ears. So it's easy for us to market to our audience in that sense and also continue to build uh, new, new customer base off of referrals who are already trusting us. And you think about if somebody refers you to a personal trainer and you trust the person who just referred you, then chances are you're taking a look at that trainer versus going online and searching a trainer on your own. right? So I think that's super important. As far as what I'm doing in my business, selling to me doesn't really work or apply. I I never really sell people. I'll talk all day long and it may come off as selling, but... Quite honestly, this is me just doing what I do. Um, I'm very passionate about transformation. I'm very passionate about lifestyle. I'm very passionate about health and wellness. So for me, I think just by proxy, going through the discussion, the consultation, a conversation, I think that that speaks to the brand identity and brand personality, which builds that trust immediately and very quickly with the people that I talk to that eventually turns into a sale. But hard selling with what I do, you you can't force, you know, transformation down someone's throat. People have to be ready for that. And so very rarely do you see, even through our social media channels, do you see us putting up ads, come transform your life or, you know, it's, it's just not really, it doesn't really work that way. Instead, we take the route of, of sharing content. You know, we just keep sharing and keeps talking about the things that we're passionate about, the things that are that I feel are different, things that are hiding in plain sight that people aren't noticing or paying attention to, and bringing that to light. And I think by that approach, people are drawn in and want to come and check it out. And whether they're open or not, if they're awake or not, and ready for it, then that's when they make the call or make send the email to set up a consult. But we're not we're not going after people.
1: What do you say? What would you say is the best source of like new customers? How are people finding out about you? Is it strictly referrals, or is there other way?
0: It's, it's mostly referrals. It's mostly referrals. I'd say ninety percent of the, the business that we get is off of a referral base. You know, I'd say the other ten percent is, uh, or is probably divided, you know, five percent, five percent between organic search and then through social media channels. You know, Instagram and Facebook
1: and what do you want customers to say about you when they're referring you to other people what's what's like the best compliment that they can give you when talking to someone else about you
0: this person helped me change my life and and i'm able to maintain i'm able to maintain this i've been doing his program i worked with him for 90 days and i've been i've been working his program for the last two or three years long term sustainability teaching people and educating people on the thing on the principles that i that i follow that I know are never going to go out of style. They're not, they're not on trend, right? There may be some things because the fitness industry is so vertical that there's always new advancements in science and technology that come into play that are always interesting to bring to light. But there's some basic core principles that are Chris D'Ecchio, premier mind and body that will allow you, no matter if you plug in these trends or not, allow you to stay on a steady course of feeling that you're really accomplishing that total health and wellness, mind, body, and spirit. And so, you know, seeing people years after they've worked with me and, and knowing that they're still on that path is, is the greatest compliment I can, I can get.
1: Now in building this business as, as an entrepreneur, what would you say are some of the, cause everyone has wins and losses along the way. What were some of the big, more memorable, either wins or losses or both? If, if uh, you can think of them that, kind of stick with you in your memory about your business.
0: It's interesting because I've turned, I turned what, what turned out to be one of the biggest losses into the biggest win. And then I have an, an interesting win. So I would say the moment that I, I made the decision to, to, to leave everything behind as far as acting and bartending and all that to go into full-time on my business, that was a big jump for me. Three months after I made that decision, I was full-time on my business my landlord, who had been my the biggest supporter ever, I mean, this guy was essentially my my pseudo father, 87-year-old man who lived upstairs to me, owned the home that I was living in, was my biggest cheerleader. He knocked on my door with tears in his eyes and handed me a letter that was typed up from his attorney telling me that I had to cease operation immediately. Otherwise, he was going to evict me. And it was very confusing. to under- I didn't understand what the point was. And he was even having a hard time coming up with the words, but really it was he had seen my business scale up so much. And I had so many people coming on and off the property that even though I had my own insurance, his concern was if somebody gets hurt, nobody cares about going after him and trying to take his house. And so rightfully, I understood it. I took a human moment and punched my pillow probably 50 times thinking, here I am. I just left everything. I've now moved over full time on my business, super excited, no overhead, got 25, 30 clients rolling right now. This is amazing. Life is good. And all of a sudden, the needle scratches off the record and it's like, game over. What do I do? I'm not one to really focus so much on problem. I really try to switch gears and go to solution as fast as I can. And so immediately got on the phone and started making calls, driving around. And within four hours, I had a new facility to transition my business over to. I was at that point, I had zero overhead. So it was an e- it was easy for me to operate out of my home, out of the jungle gym, right? The new place I was moving into was going to be $1,500 a month. So while I had the capital to cover that, it was certainly a kick to the groin thinking, how am I going to maintain this? What if clients fall off? I'm going to have to increase my rates to make this work. I thought quickly at that moment, and I had five really like top level steady clients that I developed the proposition to, to to grant them an annual membership at a discounted rate, but it had to be paid up front. And so all five clients went for it and I was able to raise over $20,000 inside of four hours and be able to give me that comfort to make that transition very confidently. And so making that transition into that new facility is what really gave me the growth that I hadn't, I wasn't expecting. You know, I'm now in a, a 10,000 square foot facility that has locker rooms and showers and steam rooms and towel service and a lounge with flat screen TVs and Wi-Fi, uh, a huge leap from a cage in the backyard that people were doing pull-ups on a plumbing pipe, you know, massive. So now I can justify scaling up my rates and having a bigger ask. That was a big loss that I, that I, I took and, and converted into a, a huge win. The one win that kind of gets spoken about quite often is two years ago, around in December 2016, so a little like two and a half years ago, this guy sent me a text message saying that he, uh, he, he had a big bet on the line. It was for $1.2 million and he had to get from 33% body fat to below 10% body fat in six months. And so he and I negotiated a deal. I took the bet. And within six months, I got him down to 8.8% body fat. And this became the prop bet heard around the world. We ended up getting an article in the New York Post, which then quickly turned into an interview on Good Morning America. And, and this was on every media outlet around the world. Um, that, in particular, scaled my business up, my remote business up to where I was picking up clients in India, China, Australia, all over the US. So, unexpectedly, you know, I didn't go into that opportunity thinking, Hey, I'm going to capitalize on this as a way to market, but it started to show itself. And as I, I saw it, the opportunity, I just shot the, you know, I shot the hole and, um, you know, it's still to this day, I mean, it still gets talked about and I still acquire clients and, and monetize that opportunity because it was a big deal, you know? So really, really cool win unexpected, but a cool, uh, a cool victory for, for myself and for the company.
1: That's that's amazing. <laughs> just that you have a story like that to tell your grandkids someday is yeah. just amazing in itself. But what's funny to me is you're in such a, you're in a space that's so competitive, you know, and that changes so often. And there's new fads, which I know you don't subscribe to. But it is something that there's new personalities every day. It's there's a few industries that just are saturated. You know, like everyone's a photographer now because you can use an iPhone. Everyone is a coach now of some sort. Everyone is a marketing expert. Like there's so many businesses that get saturated. And especially with healthware, there's so many food trends and different diets and different ways of training. How do you stay relevant in that niche or community? How do you stay on top of your game? And then how do you stay relevant with the people that you want to serve?
0: I mean, it's something that it's interesting. You know, I've thought about that since day one, you know, when I look at how I started this business with the concepts and principles of how I started this business humbly speaking, you know, I was doing, I was doing this stuff before anybody else was doing this stuff from, from what I know. I mean, this is kind of like, this was like, I'm talking about doing like the Tony Robbins, like lifestyle coaching kind of merged with fitness, but making fitness less about weight training and teaching people that the fix is really on the inside. It's not on the outside. The outside gets fixed when the inside gets fixed. That whole approach, I I really feel confident that I was early on in that game. Um, To your point, a lot of people have been catching up to that and you see it all over the place now. So part of what my attack against that has been digging deeper and harder to do the work on an even deeper level and scale, which gives me the opportunity to scale wider, the richer, the 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 transformations, the richer the experience for the clients that I'm working with, the richer the the stories and the word gets out about what I'm doing and how I differentiate myself. I feel really confident, insanely confident, actually, to put put me up against any other trainer or coach who's operating on this type of level um, in that space. Secondly, I think about where the trends are going to go and where they're heading. And that's only because I'm doing things outside of what the trends are right now. Now, whether or not those predictions are, are accurate or not, that's to be determined, right? But I have no problem putting out information that is not popular right now, but it's things that people don't think about or pay attention to. By proxy, that gains attention because you're looking at it going, huh, and whether they agree or don't agree, it's out there and it's, and it's making people question that's not a marketing ploy. That's just sincere, genuine. I know this is where it's going. I'm dynamic. The world's dynamic. The fitness industry is dynamic. People are dynamic. Things are going to naturally change. And so as I'm going through my own experiences, I'm learning along the way and learning through my own journey. And I'm taking a lot of that self-experimentation and applying that to the forward trends that I think is going to be like the next big thing. So that's how I try to stay ahead of the trends and try to compete against some of these other people in the space. And then lastly, just staying true to who I am, you know, not getting too wrapped up in, in the competitiveness of, of what's out there. I, I, yeah, I feel very secure and confident in who I am and what I'm doing and how I do it and how it differentiates from a lot of what other people are doing out there. It's true. It's authentic. It's genuine, sincere, loaded with compassion so i feel really confident in that i just kind of sit in that space man i don't i don't know how else to like really beat it down but that's i feel really confident in that space and 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 confidently the business continues to keep growing
1: you know being that that is you are your brand everything you do is your business cuz you are so connected to it how have you managed that your you know your personal brand and how you represent yourself to people uh, how do you think about that, in terms of how you perceive what you put out there? How do you manage that?
0: I try not to filter it too much or manage it too much. Truly, what you see is what you get. you know I don't share a whole lot of my personal life on instagram and, and social media, but I think that anybody who knows me and people who have worked with me and I, and i and, and and just the feedback that I've gotten from people is that. You know, the content that I put out or or whatever it is that I whatever information it is that I share is just it's informative, it's genuine, you know, it's not pitchy or selly. And so it's very passive, you know, it just comes through as hey, listen, like I care and I want to share this. If you're into it, great. If you're not, that's great too. Either way, like this is my experience and this is what I'm sharing. And so it, it doesn't feel like too much like I have to manage a whole lot, to be quite honest. I mean. At times, I mean, I'm human. I have my own little like moments of weakness and breaking down. I would say that I don't go too over the top in like sharing all of those moments because, for me personally, I'm not an oversharer. Right? Like there there needs to be some boundaries for me to be able to have my own space to kind of work through my own stuff and my own processes. You know, that don't always have to be full disclosure. I think that some people go too far with it at, at some points and they use it as a ploy and it kind of weakens or cheapens their brand. My fear of my approach is that people have this perception like I'm perfect or like my life is perfect and that's certainly not what I'm ever trying to portray at all, you know. So I try to find a balance between the content that I put out to kind of expose those imperfections and impurities but also not becoming too self-indulgent with it, you know. There's a balance there where it's like you don't need a layer it on too thick. It's like just just keep it light and, and keep it, you know, keep it true and genuine.
1: One thing I wanted to ask you, uh, especially in the space that you're in, um, but could be anything. What brands are you obsessed with right now? Could be big or little.
0: It's funny, man. I don't get too overly obsessed with other people's content, other people's brands.
1: It could I, be just stuff you love to buy, stuff you love to, you know, whatever it is.
0: Yeah, I mean, Aesthetic Revolution is, uh, is a, a fitness uh, apparel company that I guess we could say I'm obsessed. I have almost every piece of uh, article of clothing from it counts. <laughs> <laughs> They're not cheap. It's a hard it's a hard purchase, but it's one of those where it's like, you know, it's quality, it's gonna last, it's gonna hold up, like it feels good on your body. So it's just one of those things like so aesthetic revolution for sure. That brand is at the top of my list. I find myself going through different phases of like the Gary Vaynerchucks and Jim Quicks and just finding different people to kind of pull some information from and pull some inspiration from, but I don't hang too long because I, I I just feel like I like to be able to implement and kind of have my own path my own discovery, my own journey. Sometimes I just need like a little flame, a little flicker to get my own thought process developing and going. But you know, I don't, I don't consume too much from any one person or one, any one individual. I like to kind of take a little piece of everything because that's part of my brand as well where the work that I do covers a wide, wide spectrum. I personally feel as though I've lived a thousand lives inside of my 43 years. You know, when I talk to whether I'm working with a stay at home mom, whether I'm working with an athlete, whether I'm working with a busy executive, whether I'm working with a guy in the entertainment industry as an actor, I'm working with somebody who works in the bar industry. It's like, I feel like I've done it all construction, blue collar sales, you name it. I've done it all. So, and I've, I've been able to maintain this consistency of lifestyle through every single channel or every single personality or, or, or lifestyle that I've ever chosen. You know, it's almost like I've been experimenting. Hey, I wonder what it's like here. And can I still do it here? Yep, Been able to maintain it. This is how I did it. So I've curated a process that can apply to any channel and they're all different. But it allows me to be able to communicate to each individual and have different messaging for for each individual that I work with. So consuming information from different uh, brands that I see online kind of give me a little bit of of that, a little bit more education to to heighten my level of education on what I already know. So I don't get too overly obsessed with that. But Aesthetic Revolution, I'll I'll give them the shout out pair of joggers out of this plug
1: <laughs> we'll see if they send you something yeah. <laughs> and then I uh, kind of on the other end of the spectrum a little bit uh, what brands do you trust
0: Nike is one brand that I for sure trust they've been around a long time their customer service is incredible I like their messaging I like their intention do they always come out with the best shoe no I mean they're a business at the end of the day but they head in the right direction you know so i'm a big a big fan of nike in general they don't make it just about the shoe which is which i find is is really interesting
1: what's your favorite thing about what you do
0: i think just learning about people being able to learn about what i haven't experienced in life through other people's experiences that to me is the most fascinating you know, Look, it's just one of those things, it's one of those skills and gifts that I think I've just been given is to be able to quickly identify and take on imagery and lifestyle and experience when somebody's breaking it down and, and, and kind of explaining something to me. I have the ability to kind of feel whatever it is they're feeling or whatever it is they're going through. And I love, I just love getting to know people. I love learning people's stories where they came from, how they got there, what they've been through. You know, when I, when I work with clients, I go deep. I go deep because I care because I'm interested, you know? And I think that also kind of lends itself to the work that I do with, with the clients, you know, because I think most people don't experience or come across people that care, you know? So they find themselves becoming more introverted and not really sharing because they got some sort of belief system that maybe they're going to be judged for it, or maybe nobody cares so when they engage with me, it's almost like, wait, you want to know this? Are you sure? Are you gonna judge me on this? You're gonna have a thought, like, like what's going on? You know, and it becomes this really unique, kind of safe, fun experience to to, to release for people. And for me, it's like I'm just consuming this stuff and I love it. Because sometimes there's things that I can relate to and it just reminds me of my own experiences. And, and then there's things that I'm like just absolutely blown away by it. And I'm just fascinated by, it. and I'm curious and I'm interested. I want to learn from it, you know? So I learned just as much through this process, working with clients as, as I do teaching and coaching. So that's, that's probably my favorite part about what I do.
1: And as we're, as we're coming towards the end here, what's the, where can people find you in terms of your social media? Where's a good place that you're spending a lot of your time?
0: Uh, we're mostly on Instagram and Facebook uh, so you can find me at Chris DeVecchio on Instagram and also Chris DeVecchio on Facebook as well.
1: And we'll put that spelling in the show notes. <laughs> no, that's I not dare
0: that. you to try to spell DeVecchio. <laughs> no one's ever gotten it right.
1: Exactly. Well, again, thank you, man. The, we appreciate you coming on Brands on Brands on Brands. I love hearing your story. And it's just so different when, you're, when it's all about you. Uh, It's really inspiring as an entrepreneur to see someone who's who's gone through that from all the different phases. So I appreciate you coming on and telling your story today. Appreciate you. You've just taken your marketing knowledge to another level with this episode of Brands on Brands on Brands. But we have plenty more ways to not just help you build a business, but build a brand. Head over to BrandonBrands.com for more resources as well as access to our blogs, videos, and exclusive coaching sessions with your host. Be sure to visit BrandonBrands.com.